we have a responsibility to get the work to the streets. MDOT presents the Extra Mile Podcast. Highways, um, movement of goods, these are things that we rely on every day. Got to have the ability to get their product to market. As long as you're performing, we want to be behind you pushing. Welcome into another edition of the Extra Mile podcast presented by the Mississippi Department of Transportation. I'm MDOT Digital Media Manager Paul Catool. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Will Kraft. He handles government and constituent affairs at MDOT. And uh, I'm very excited. We're back at my old stomping grounds today on the road. We are on the Square Books balcony on the historic Oxford Square. Uh, and we are very excited about today's guest. We are talking to Oxford Mayor uh, Robin Tannehill. Thank you so much, Mayor, for joining us today, coming and making the trek across uh, from City Hall over here. <laughs> well, it was a beautiful short walk. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be with y'all today and excited to have y'all in Oxford. Yeah, love it. Absolutely. Love it. Paul, real quick, so where are we at right now? Right? This is Yeah, so this is the Square Books. It's a, it's a very famous uh, small, uh, small bookstore nationally kind of renowned yeah. and we're on the balcony so actually if you're if you're listening right now we recommend actually watching on That's youtube because right. it's a beautiful uh backdrop uh for sure and so just a little bit of information about uh mayor Tannehill. so she's worked in uh economic development tourism here in the city of oxford she was an alderman uh, and of course now mayor so uh mayor Tannehill, why did you decide to run for mayor of Oxford? That is such a fabulous question. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> I wish I knew. No, just crazy, I guess. Um, you know, I, as you said, have worked in economic development and the Chamber of Commerce and um, was the director of tourism many moons ago. And, and from that point on, I opened an ad agency and represented lots of small business clients and really fell in love with how do we promote small businesses? How do we tell the stories of our community, of our business community, um, of the families that call this place home? And, and how do we leave it better than we found it? And, and for about 15 years, I volunteered in about any role you could be in. I was president of the Yacht and Patafa Arts Council, president of the Chamber of Commerce, president of PTAs at several different schools. Um, just, you know, a long list of um, finding ways to give back. And and after I chaired the $30 million bond referendum to build our new high school, um, I was a little frustrated with how city leadership was um, engaging with the public school district. And so I decided to run for alderman. Um, I'm an art major, which gives people nice. great, great comfort in me managing an $82 million budget. <laughs> um, and so I would tell people I'm running for alderman. They were like, wait, what? <laughs> and so I just decided I'm one of those people that puts my money where my mouth is. And I was offering a lot of suggestions and just decided I'm just going to jump in there and see if I can make a difference. And so I was very blessed to win that position and for four years served as alderman um, and, and realized that a lot of the things I wanted to change, I needed to be in the mayor's seat to really affect that change. And so when the mayor at that time decided not to run again, I threw my hat in the ring. Excellent. And here I am for and round two. Are. That's right. There you go. <laughs> One year into my second term. Just crazy enough to do it twice. <laughs> love it. And I know the people of Oxford love you, and you've done a great job by all accounts for, for, what, for what our input is. Everything's going great around here. A lot of stuff going on always. The place is hopping. We've got cars moving around. Um, roundabouts, 
You guys have a lot of roundabouts around here. We do love a roundabout. You like the roundabouts? We do. You know, I told Chancellor Boyce when he was appointed, I said, you know, it seems like every chancellor these days comes in and changes our mascot. So we've got one for you. The running roundabouts. We've put them everywhere. That's awesome. Come on. Let's do it. Uh, No, I, you know, being in elected office, I'm no different than anyone else. I just get hammered on social media all the time. And one of the latest fake accounts that was set up was Roundabout Robin. Ah. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, uh, you may think that's an insult, but I kind of like it. So, you know, it is, uh, we do have a lot of roundabouts. Of course, we're sitting right now at the original roundabout. Right, sure. The the historic downtown square is our original roundabout. Um, The next roundabout that um, surfaced um, is at Gertrude Ford and Old Taylor Road. And, you know, we knew that was a spot that we didn't want a three-way stop. We didn't want a red light. We needed traffic to move efficiently there. Um, and, and Oxford is a town that, that really, roundabouts are such a great solution for us because we, we have few places where it's constant high traffic. We have peak hours, peak times of the day, school drop-offs, special events, that kind of thing, where if you had a red light there, you would have long periods of time where people are unnecessarily waiting at red lights, and the roundabout allows them to move through. So we had Gertrude Ford and Taylor Road, and then we started talking to MDOT about um, really creating a better spot um, at Highway 6 in South Lamar. And so, you know, we visited about different solutions there, and um, with MDOT arrived at the at you know roundabouts kind of being the best solution there and as you can see now we have put them just you know about anywhere you can and uh, we love them but you don't have those people that get t-boned at a red light anymore so the the accidents that happen or somebody getting rear-ended because you thought the person in front of you went ahead it provides much slower traffic um, much more efficient movement throughout town so we're big fans of the roundabout. I don't know if some folks are are skeptical but as you would attest you know it's they're situationally they are perfectly fine uh, in different spots they work well someone has joked before on this podcast that you got to hit those things about 65 and then <laughs> that's how you get around come on will that's right just. on two wheels right. totally kidding do not uh, do not take that into advice that's right. this is advice uh, from your department of transportation yes. <laughs> right. so so besides ra- uh, the roundabouts in town any other mdot projects that have already been completed or on the docket that you're excited about well we have one in particular that is um in the design phase right now i think we got our um environmental impact um, studies finished this past week. We're in the process of uh, purchasing some property that has to be acquired, but um, you'll be shocked to know three more roundabouts um, at University Avenue and Highway 7. And it's a project that is being jointly funded by the City of Oxford, Lafayette County, um, and MDOT. The state legislature state legislature has provided us with about four and a half million dollars for that project and through MDOT and so we are super excited that is probably our most dangerous intersection in town um, one of our busiest and so that will make a huge huge impact and we appreciate the partnership with MDOT and you know we're we're moving along and and, uh, mentioning all these MDOT projects the roundabouts none of this uh, is the least of which attributed I don't know if I phrased that correctly at all but the explosion of growth, right? That a lot of these things that you're talking about, these projects, got to get the traffic moving because there's been so much explosion of growth. 
Paul mentions all the time that every time he comes back up here, it looks different. There's something new, something going. What do you think that's because? Well, we're excited that that is the case. And, you know, we have growing pains for sure. I say often that if your largest challenges are the result of tremendous growth, you should just say thank you. And so we do. But that that does not mean that there aren't challenges. You know, I would say the growth um, can be attributed to a lot of different things. Number one, the best public school district in the state. We have people that have moved from communities all around us to be able to put their kids in public school and not have to pay for private school. We are seeing that even more as our workforce can work from home and commute and that kind of thing. We're seeing more and more families locate here. Obviously, we've got an amazing university. And as it has grown with faculty and staff and students, that has certainly increased our population. Um, We have our largest freshman class we've ever had before. And um, yeah, between, I can't, somewhere between five and 600 more students than we've had in a freshman class. And that means there are five or 600 more cars than we've had previously. That means there are five or 600 more parents who are coming with their cars. Um, And so from a transportation perspective, those are things that really make a huge difference in our infrastructure. But, you know, winning football season, a national championship baseball team, um, a community that is still focused on quality of life and providing arts and cultural opportunities and SEC sports really doesn't get much better than this. That's true, and I love the. I didn't know that you had worked in an ad agency, and so it makes sense. The the we get to live here hashtag. I always thought that was pretty brilliant. Did you come well, up, that, you. Up, up with that yes. yourself? Yes, yes, we did. We did uh, uh, several years back. That was, um, you know, I do get to still do some fun, creative stuff every once in a while on this job. So, um, I'm an art major, and my assistant was an art major, and she's a great graphic designer. And so, we have uh, a lot of fun uh, figuring out ways to promote the community. Very, very cool. So, yeah, you're just talking about, you know, game day and uh, football and everything. So I've been up here a ton. Uh, I can't wait to get up here uh, in the coming weeks. So how do you kind of manage the the traffic and the parking and everything when it comes to uh, to game days in the SEC? I mean, this is big time college football. It is. It is. And there, you know, you can't miraculously create, you know, thousands of parking spots overnight. Um, We try to accommodate everyone the best way that we can. We have built a parking garage um, in the past two years, and um, that has certainly helped. But every neighborhood downtown is just used to the streets being filled with cars and um you know people just know that this is a town of 28,000 taxpayers okay on any given Thursday like today we have between 50 and 60,000 people in town with students with workforce that comes in from surrounding areas so we have to have the infrastructure in place to support 50 to 60,000 every day and in an Alabama home football game like we'll have next month we'll have 250,000 people in town And so you've got to be able to flush the toilet that many times, 365 days a year. And you've got to be able to accommodate the traffic for those days every other day of the year as well. And for a town with 28,000 taxpayers, that's a real challenge. Um, And that is why we rely so heavily on partnerships with MDOT and with our state legislature and with our federal partners to um, help us fund those types of infrastructure projects that, you know, and I think it's critical for our state. Oxford is really, you know, an economic driver for the north half of the state. And so we've got to continue to invest in the infrastructure to keep it an attractive place for people to live, to go to school, to do business, and to visit. No 
doubt about it. Kind of piggybacking right off of that, uh, I, I've heard tell that the public transit system here is pretty impressive. It's you guys amazing. have a great system. It is amazing. Well, Richard Howarth, who owns Square Books, on whose balcony we are sitting this very moment, this is his brainchild. And absolutely one of the greatest gifts that our community has. Um, you know, there just aren't many towns this size that have um, a public transportation system that's carrying about 1.5 million riders a year. And so obviously that's not 1.5 million different people, but that's riders from point A to point B that didn't happen in a car. And so that's one of the ways that we're addressing our infrastructure issues is by really pushing public transportation and trying, you know, you look at these roads around the square, they aren't gonna be widened. <laughs> They're, right. you know, you, you're not gonna have more street own street parking not right here. Yeah. But you know what, we have added two great bus stops downtown and so and new lines and so you know you can get to the square without having to park your car and without having to drive up north or south lamar so we are working on that we also have um and and, and like i said 1.5 million people a year are being moved on our public transportation system we have also focused a lot development wise on ha making people build mixed-use developments so if you're going to build 400 um, townhomes or purpose-built student housing you're gonna have to have some commercial there as well we've seen Dollar General's fill that gap a lot but it's keeping us from everybody in town going to University Avenue or Jackson Avenue West to get toilet paper we've got to start serving people where they are to help and assist in some of our traffic issues well it's kind of every, every point you just made about having a, a good public transit system where it, it just improves so many things. I feel like that's kind of a lot of the things that we see with this uh, current administration. They want to see those types of things. It's awesome somewhere here already doing it and already doing it well. You know, well, so we kind of have that Thank you very example. much. I, oh, yeah. I, I'm following a lot of folks who have provided <laughs> great right, leadership sure. for this community for a long time. Oh, sure. That's right. Go. So listen, one of one of my favorite moments of my uh, college career was when the Avett brothers, I think I'm saying that correctly, played double decker people were spilling in the streets never seen that photo is just fantastic amazing yeah. and I know that you had a lot to do with Double Decker talk about that festival and kind of what it means for Oxford and what it means bringing people into the city well in 1994 a thousand years ago I was named tourism director and um, was just young and dumb enough to think that I could pull off a festival in seven months and I did and with little support from city leadership at the time. And um, we had our very first Double Decker Arts Festival. When I was named tourism director, I was like, okay, what do we do best here? Music, food, and art. That's what we do best here. And why aren't we celebrating that in some way that showcases the people that are making that a reality? And so we had our very first Double Decker Arts Festival in 95. And um, that year we had 9,000 people. Um, this past year we had over 80,000. So it has grown just a bit, um, but it's wonderful. And we've got a, a Visit Oxford staff that actually was just named Best Tourism Office in the Southeast in a 14-state region. Our wow. Visit Oxford office was just tagged the Best Tourism Office in the Southeast. And, and so I'm very proud of them. And the work that they do is astonishing. But Double Decker continues to grow. We've expanded now to it, it's two days. It's Friday and Saturday. Um, and, and we're... we're able to pull in lots of musical acts that appeal to lots of different ages it's still a family event and it's still free and that's what's always been so important to me is that we have an event Oxford can price itself out of 
being um, a place that families can come and enjoy sometimes. I mean, SEC Sports and things at the Gertrude Ford Center and those kinds of events are so expensive for families. And so it's important to me that we continue to have something that is free to our community. That's amazing. Yeah. Certainly, certainly one of the coolest events to me in the whole state of Mississippi as the year goes on. Very cool. And that's cool. Your baby. It's my it's, baby. It's grown up. It is my so baby. We're going to have to do a, a live recording from the uh, Double Decker. Let's do it. Sure. First of all, I think we need Let's to make do that it. Happen. And y'all can maybe look at it and tell me how to get all the traffic to move around during that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe impossible. Yeah, Good well, luck, right? Drones? I don't know. That's right. <laughs> we'll give you our expert opinion. Right. I'll tell you. Well, Mayor, a little bit of an off-the-beaten-path question here, but certainly one that we have come to love with our podcast. Uh, I know you probably have to be careful about your recommendations in the hometown here, but uh, maybe a, a favorite spot to go eat, and if, if, even if you're, if you're traveling, maybe you can save yourself. Trouble? I was about to say, you could be out of town. <laughs> outside sure. of Oxford. Outside right? of Oxford, we know well, you that might give you worse trouble. It's true. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be one. Well, do well you know, when you are in a town that has multiple James Beard Chefs of the Year, and a town that is recognized in Southern Living, probably nine out of twelve issues a year because of their food narrowing down to one restaurant is just impossible so you know it's it's one of those things that um, we have so many amazing restaurants that it just kind of depends on what you're in the mood for and do you want to brave square traffic to eat or do you want to go down west jackson or do you want to go out to eastgate shopping center and have some sushi or a pancake because so you can have either um and it's you know i i would i would tell you if i had one favorite but i just don't fair. i just don't i love them all we are um like any good mayor would say right but yeah. uh we we are so blessed to have amazing food in this community and um you know people say what's the secret sauce for oxford how do you get on all these lists and every you know in all these magazines and that kind of thing what is it what what is it that that pulls everybody your direction and you know i tell them all college towns i think are cool i mean they oh, yeah. all have a certain atmosphere that is hard to recreate in a community that's not um a college town but a lot of places have thriving downtown districts and tree-lined streets and beautiful architecture and good public schools but what makes oxford different to the people and you know a lot of that shows up in our hospitality industry with the people who continue to work on their craft and create um, amazing dining options in oxford that uh, pull the masses in we are actually going to have if i can plug real quick holly jolly holidays that will be um, from Thanksgiving through the first of the year. And it's the perfect time during the holidays to do your shopping and to come try out some of those amazing restaurants. And we're gonna have ice skating outdoors for that period of time as well. So hey, wow. you heard it here first. That's right. Live and breaking. That's, That's awesome. right. Yeah, yes, we're super excited about to make it. Make a plan to come up. Very cool, very cool. I love the square jam also on the square with the setting up a whole basketball kind of coming up in a few weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very cool. That yeah. is very cool. October the 14th. October the be there 14th. or be square. I like it. Mm -hmm. There's that branding again. <laughs> well, this it's was everywhere. just a, an awesome conversation. We really appreciate you making time for us. Oh, man, I out. appreciate you inviting me. I enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah. Let's do it again sometime. Let's Absolutely. do it. Well, I'm just going to risk my job. Lots of MSU civil engineers uh, and just give a hotty toddy uh, before, I, <laughs> before we sign off. <laughs> so thank you, everyone out there, for listening, for watching the Extra Mile podcast. Uh, you can watch and listen to episodes by visiting goem.com forward slash the extra mile. 
Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at Mississippi DOT is the handle. We want to thank our producer, Katie Hornsby, our editor, Drew Hall. They made the trek up to Oxford with us. Uh, yeah, so remember to drive smart out there on Mississippi highways.